0: Hello and welcome to and let's be heard for Friday, October 7th, 2022. I'm Mike Cachopoli. Okay, so we've made it to the end of another week. Let's all give ourselves a round of applause. Another week, another week in the can. (laughs) Another week in the can. And uh, isn't that, it sounds like we're in jail, right? Another week in the can. How many more weeks do I have in the can before I can get out of here? Anyway, um, so yes, it's a it's a Friday. We have a big Friday show. By big, I mean, uh, you know, medium-sized, really. Not really big, medium-sized. Um, but w- anything goes Friday. Let's do it like an anything goes Friday. We can call it potpourri Friday because there's not one issue right now that's dominating the news, right? at least i don't think there's one issue that's dominating the news i think it's a uh, a bunch of a bunch of things a bunch of a bunch of stories that are going on and i think you know what we talked about during the course of this week which is the new numbers that are coming out showing how dangerous the vaccine is and the more these numbers come out and the more people realize how dangerous the vaccine is the more censorship we'll see the more the left will start to get scared and start to censor the truth even more. And we're seeing that on Twitter, right? With Dr. Peter McCullough, who simply posted a video. He posted a video, basically, of the dangers of the vaccine. It was actually just a couple of videos. It was really kind of banal. I mean, it was just truth. It was total truth in how nurses and doctors are now seeing myocarditis as a result of the vaccine. And it's a total lie when they say the, that COVID causes myocarditis. We've had many doctors, including Marty Makary, have said this total nonsense. There's zero, zero, zero scientific evidence that COVID causes myocarditis. What is causing myocarditis, mostly in young children, are the MNRA vaccines. That is what's proven, scientifically proven, to be causing myocarditis. And that's basically the video that Dr. Peter McCullough put up on Twitter, And they took it down and they suspended his account because they know once again, they're going to really the worms are going to turn. The worms are going to turn now. Right. And they're getting very nervous. They're getting very nervous that the American public is going to see what they've done to them. And they can't allow that or they'll try to delay it as long as possible. They'll try to delay it as long as possible. So, we're seeing more and more of this, and I'll get to uh, other evidence about this uh, in a little bit. But um, so, this, that's one of the big stories of the week. The, one of the big stories of the week are the new numbers coming out showing that this is from the government itself, showing that I've been very dangerous, I've sent a lot of people to the hospital, myocarditis in children, people. Even the milder symptoms where they missed work, even though the vaccine was promoted to stop the spread and get you back to work, it actually stopped people from working, it stopped people from traveling, it stopped people from going out. And if people had to go out, it was because it was sending them to the hospital, to the ER room, because of the side effects. So that we know. And like I said, we'll get more into that and what Florida is doing about it with the great uh, attorney, uh, uh, Surgeon General of Florida. Joe Ladapo is doing about this, um, but what I really wanted to talk about to start the show off is uh, that little video we have of a couple of days ago of Biden at an event in Florida. This is where he actually met with he finally he finally met with DeSantis, and uh, of course the idiotic Biden, the dementia, the uh, dementia-ridden President in Chief had to say, well, you know, well, the, the storm is so big. We now there's no more debate on climate change because so according to Biden, because there was a big storm, because there was a big hurricane that's never happened before. Big hurricanes have never happened before. But because a big hurricane happened in the middle of hurricane season in Hurricane Central Florida, that means it's well, climate change, you know, is, is we, we there's no more talking about it. The, Biden is the science. Biden is the science. Doi Fauci is the science. There was a big storm. So obviously global warming is a real thing. Climate change is an emergency. Hair's on fire because there was a storm. Okay. After he got through that bit of idiocy, there's a little tape of him going to the mayor there. I think it was was at Fort Myers. One of those places. I think it might have been Fort Myers. And he's overheard on a hot mic saying to the mayor, totally random, out of nowhere, they were simply talking about the relief effort. And he said, no one fucks with a Biden. This is Biden saying that about himself. No one fucks with a Biden. Now, I saw this on Fox News. I don't remember this being a story. I don't remember CNN or MSNBC saying, how could the president say that? Why did he say that? How ridiculous, how idiotic for a president to say that? What is he, a bloviating fool? No, but they would have been saying just that. If Trump had said that, could you imagine if Trump was caught at an event such as a a uh, disaster like this, a natural disaster, a tragedy, and he turns to the mayor of the town and says, no one fucks with a Trump. What would the left-wing media, what would what would people like schmuck face Dan Rather? And I'll get to Dan Rather more in depth in a second. The fossil Dan Rather. What would people like Dan Rather and Rob Reiner and the anchors on CNN and MSNBC be saying, if Trump was caught on a hot, hot mic saying, no one fucks with a Trump. Well, we know what would happen. Not only would the media be going insane, saying that the president should have the 25th Amendment for saying such a ridiculous thing, showing such an ego, what a crazy man he is, saying something like that in the middle of a tragedy. Why does he only care about himself? Of course, they'd be saying all those things I just said. And even Pelosi and others will be saying it shows he's crazy, that there's something wrong with him. But Biden says it, and Crickets. Can we do a cricket? What's a cricket? That's what we get from the left-wing media. That's what we get from what 95% of the Democrat National Committee owned media. Crickets. Crickets. Now this just continues a double standard. The what if-ism of Trump and Biden. What if Trump had done what Biden did? We've been doing this for two years. We know. We know the answer. We know that Biden gets a pass on things that Trump would never, ever, ever have gotten a pass on. This is just common knowledge, okay? And this, once again, the left-wing media is constantly proving how biased they are. Constantly proving how biased they are. Now, I mentioned Dan Rather. Because you remember, I know this is like the Wayback Machine, and some of you are too young to remember this. But there was a time not too long ago, sometimes I feel like I'm 101, I'm only 51, but there was a time not too long ago when it was Dan Rather, right, and and Tom Brokaw and Peter Jennings, Brokaw NBC, Jennings ABC Rather, CBS, when they were considered the three top anchors back in the day when the three networks had three top anchors who would anchor the weekly Monday through Friday evening news, primetime news. And those three were considered the cream of the crop. Right. Descendants of Walter Cronkite. So rather was one of those three, one of that triangle that were considered beyond reproach, beyond reproach. Yet. As you, I, And I, blo- I just blocked in, rather, on Twitter. And I don't usually block people. But I just couldn't take it anymore. I can't take his constant Democrat Party PR shit that he puts out, proving, once again, that he was never a fair newsman. He's a total lefty, just like most of the media. Most of the media is not fair because they're all lefties. They're all Democrats. They all vote for Democrats and give a lot of money, some of the millions of dollars over the course of their lifetime. To Democrats, So when Dan Rather goes on Twitter and is constantly promoting the narrative of the Democrat Party, the Democrat cult, it proves he was never an unbiased newsman. And now we can go back and look at things such as the way he packaged the Iraq War and other things that we know he was not unbiased. There's nothing unbiased about Dan Rather. It's just that it's gotten so bad now that it seems as though someone like Dan Rather was a Walter Cronkite type journalist. But he wasn't, and none of them are, because they're all left-wingers and they cannot, no matter how hard they might try, and some of them don't even try at all, keep their politics out of their job. So Dan Rather tweeted, like he always does, inane, like, he, like Rob Reiner, inane Democrat narrative crap. And it goes through my feed. I'm not, I don't follow Dan Rather, but I guess people retweet, and I should block these people too. They retweet his inane shit. B- I see on my Twitter feed, Dan Rather says, everyone should go get their biovalent, biovalent, bio- what is it called, biovalent. They always come with a stupid name for these boosters. Everyone has a different fucking stupid name. This is called a biovalent booster. Another scared old man, and this is the oldest of the old. I talk about Colbert being an old man and Stern being a scared old man, and but Dan Rather's really old and he's really scared. But he could be old and scared as much as he wants. He could put boosters up his ass, in his, in his penis, up his nose. I don't give a fuck. But to someone like that, who some people trust because some people still believe he was an unbiased journalist, smart journalist, to put out that tweet. When Dan Rather says, everyone should you go get their booster, number 17, people are going to do it because they're dumb enough in this country to follow someone like Dan Rather, who they think is a sane voice when he's actually a nut lefty, a nutty lefty. So I had to block them. I couldn't take this crap anymore. I'm tired of these scared old men pushing their shit and everyone else. Scared old men saying four-year-olds should get the vaccine. That 18-year-olds made of muscle should get this vaccine. They're full of shit and they're hurting and killing people. And there should be consequences. The left likes always say, there are consequences for actions. There are consequences for your talk your speech. Well, there are consequences when someone like Dan Rather... Tells people who are going to get hurt and die from the vaccine, who don't fucking need it because they're not going to get fucking COVID, to do it. So I couldn't take Dan Rather anymore, so I had to block him. Now I don't got to see it anymore, and I don't got to get agitated from his ridiculous tweets. But once again, proving Dan Rather was never, never an unbiased journalist. He was always a lackey for the Democrats, just like. The people are now in journalism, in, in, in the media. I don't even call it, it's not really, it's not journalism. Journalism is doing investigative reporting. That's the, that's where I come from, investigative reporting. You know, when I took journalism in college, it was about investigative reporting. You, you investigated. You didn't just say, okay, Nancy Pelosi, what do you want me to say? Okay, Nancy Pelosi, what kind of softball questions would you like me to ask you? Okay, Mr. Mrs., Mister, Mister Mr. President, how can I suck up to you? That's not what journalism is. How can I make you look better? How can I make you look better, Nancy? No, that's not, that's not journalism. Journalism is questioning authority, questioning the establishment, seeing what they're saying is truthful and what's not truthful. And you have to investigate, you have to put some fucking work into it, some elbow grease, but they're too fucking lazy to do that. So these are the kinds of journalists we get now. The descendants of rather. And each generation gets worse and worse and worse. They get worse and worse and worse. And this is a constant thing. These, these, these stubborn, tired, afraid old men thinking everything they say is right being too old to make adjustments, being too old to admit they're wrong. And I'm tired of it. If you're too old to admit you're wrong, if you're too old to change, if you're too old to be able to take in data and change your mind or decision on something, fuck off. Retire. Go away. I don't want to hear from you anymore. I'm tired of this. And once again, the hypocrisy of the left. We're so tired of Old white men running everything. And their whole party is old white men. All these people. Dan Rather's an old white man. Fauci's an old white man. Biden's an old white man. I can keep going and going. And these are the people who they say, oh, these people know things. These people control and run their narrative. Not minorities. Not Latinos. Not blacks. They're full of shit. The Democrats are full of crap. They're a party of old white men and, a white, and, an old, and an old white woman, Pelosi. That's all they are. Schumer, another old white man who can hardly see with his ridiculous bifocals he wears. It's ridiculous. I and mean, this is the party of inclusiveness? Yet these are the people who have the strongest voice in the Democratic Party. You know, at least with the Republicans, and I, I can look at Christy Nome, Even DeSantis is only, what, 43, 44? Tulsi Gabbard is now much more of a Republican than a Democrat. There's much more diversity, actually, within the leadership and the strong voices of the right than the left. Once again, proving how full of crap the left is. They just use the minorities for votes. They use them to win elections. They use them to gain power. They use them to make money. Well, they go poor, like during COVID. You see, I was going to do a nice light Friday show, and I will end this with two film reviews. I will end on a light note, I promise. But it's just ridiculous. Once again, this what ifism. I mean, you have Biden there during a tragedy. People died. Over 100 people are dead. And he's in Florida, supposedly talking about relief. He's got to get in his climate change zinger. And then he goes over to the mayor and says, no one fucks with a Biden. And the mayor's like, doesn't know what to say. The mayor's like, <laughs> <laughs> imagine if Trump had done that, what the media would be doing with it. Supposedly egotistical, crazy Trump never once was caught in a hot mic saying no one fucks with a Trump. Yet the, the demented president can say it because he's a Democrat and the media's all Democrats. So he gets away with it. It's incredibly tiresome now, this double standard. It really is. And by the way, everyone fucks with a Biden. China fucks with a Biden. Russia fucks with a Biden. Saudi Arabia fucks with a Biden. Everyone fucks with a Biden. And if you watch the sex videos, everyone fucks with his Hunter Biden too. No one fucks with a Biden. The man really is insane. I mean, he's, 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 I need a real doctor to tell me what stage dementia or Alzheimer's is this? Is it stage one or stage four? Are there four stages of dementia and Alzheimer's? I don't know. But he's well gone. He's well into it. Well, well into the, well into the course. There's no doubt about that. And yet there he is. Finger on the button, right? Has the power to do that. Already talking about nuclear war, like it's a, like it's a, like it's a, like it's war games. Like it's nothing. Sends money to sends money to the Ukraine, sends billions. To, spends money when it comes to Ukraine like a fucking whore on a holiday. Can't stop spending money to the can't stop spending money to the Ukraine. Can't stop trying to initiate World War III. But Democrats are we're peaceful. We're we're anti-war. Yeah, right. Like I said, we can talk all day. I could do five shows a week of an hour a night doing the what if-ism between Bush, between Trump and Biden. What if Trump had done this? What if Trump had done this? Never ending criticism in the left-wing media. Never ending criticism on MSNBC and CNN and PBS and NPR. Never ending. But when Biden says it, nothing. Total silence. Or they think it's uh, cute. Their double standard is so obvious, they don't care. It's like they're telling people, fuck you, we can have a double standard if we want. That's basically what the left-wing media does nowadays. It's so obvious and so often, it's almost daily, that they're basically saying to the people, fuck off, we're lefties, we'll run things the way we want. We can have a bias if we want. Right now I'm doing, you can't see it, because this is not, not... Video, It's audio, but I'm doing the thing with the fingers under my chin, the bafangu, fuck you. That's what they do. They don't care anymore. They simply don't care. So going back to Florida, since we're on Florida, Joe Ladapo, the great Surgeon General of Florida, who should be the Surgeon General of the United States, and will be once Ron DeSantis wins the presidency— said today we released an analysis on COVID-19 MNRA vaccines the public needs to be aware of. This analysis showed an increased risk of cardiac-related death among men 18 to 39. Florida will not be silent on the truth, and he put out a press release. Should I read this? Yes, not too long. I'll read it. Tallahassee, Florida. Today, State Surgeon General Joe Ladapo has announced new guidance regarding MNRI vaccines. The Florida Department of Health conducted an analysis through a self-controlled case series, which is a technique originally developed to evaluate vaccine safety. This analysis found that there is an 84% increase in the relative incidence of cardiac-related death among males, 18 to 39 Within 28 days following MNRA vaccination, with a high level of global immunity to COVID 19, the benefit of vaccination is likely outweighed by, this uh, outweighed by this abnormally high risk of cardiac related death among men in this age group. Non MNRA vaccines were not found to have these increased risks. As such, the State in general recommends males against males aged 18 to 39 from receiving any further MNRA COVID 19 vaccines. Those with pre-existing cardiac conditions, such as myocarditis and periocarditis, should take particular caution when making this decision. Studying the safety and efficacy of any medication, including vaccines, is an important component of public health, said Lodapo. Far less attention has been paid to safety, and the concerns of many individuals have been dismissed. These are important findings that should be communicated to Floridians. So here's the—I'm surprised that Twitter didn't ban him. Maybe they will. They didn't take this down and ban him the way they banned McCullough for telling the truth about these vaccines. But this is absolutely huge. This is huge. An 84% increase in cardiac related death among men, 18 to 39, one of the lowest or the healthiest groups, obviously, because of their age, also the the, the lowest possibility, the, the lowest percentages of even catching a bad case of COVID. They're not in a high risk group. They're the lowest, one of the lowest risk groups and one of the healthiest groups. So they have no need to get the vaccine. Yet this government has forced the vaccine on them and has killed them. The government forced the vaccine. Remember, it's bad enough if the government said, take it if you want, don't take it if you don't want, leave us alone. Bad enough. But they forced it on these people to keep their jobs, to participate in life. Therefore, it's murder. These people have committed murder, homicide. And they should be held accountable. And what do you do when someone commits homicide? You put them in fucking jail. Some places you get them the death penalty. I'm not for the death penalty. They should be in jail. They should be in jail. They have no chance of going to jail. But they do have a chance to be held accountable if Republicans win in in 31 days. I received my... Uh, I've received my fake ballot. They should not be sending out in the mail here in, here in San Francisco. They just send the ballot. Here we are 31 days until the election and everyone got their ballot. You don't have to ask for it. You still got it in the mail. You don't have to ask for a ballot, but you still got it. You can print them out. You can you can hand them to your wife and say, here, do it for me. You can hand them to your neighbor and say, here, do it for me. You can hand them to homeless guys and say, you vote for who you want to vote for. And it's my name. Don't worry about it as long as you only vote once. This fucking Fakakta system here, which of course they do because they know it helps Democrats win. When, of course, there's no accountability in the election process. So everyone got their ballots today. So since you got them anyway, vote for Republicans. Vote for John Dennis over Nancy Pelosi. John Dennis over Nancy Pelosi in San Francisco. Vote no on Proposition H. We'll get into more of this later. But many people got their ballots today. So vote the right way this time. If you don't have to worry about being shot in the street, killed in the street, raped on Bart, if you don't mind getting shot in the street or having a relative who comes to visit being killed and raped or being shot and raped on bar, then vote for Democrats. Go fuck off. Boy, William, you got to calm me down. I've, I put myself in a bad mood.
1: Hey, brother, I don't know that what I'm going to add is going to calm you down. Been...
0: <laughs> you always calm. Your voice is calming to me. So.
1: Oh, I'm glad. Well, yeah, what I'm going to do. Absolutely. absolutely. Unfortunately, what I'm going to tell you is going to get us both fired up. Um, you've heard of Attorney Robert Barnes, right? You know, Robert yes, Barnes. Yes, I have. Yes. Well, I put in the chat a link. Uh, I I took a screenshot of this Twitter, and then i I got it in clip tray, so you see this, and then you see a video. Uh, you know who Steve Kirsch is? Uh, Substack, Steve Kirsch. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um. And uh, there's an embedded video of Robert Barnes talking about um, this issue. Let me just quickly read. It's only a short paragraph. His Twitter. The DOJ hid the facts exposed by whistleblower Ian Brooke Jackson from the public, including the dangers of the COVID vaccines due to the illegal behavior by Pfizer in the clinical trials. The DOJ hid the facts, brother. Can you believe this? I, Holy I shit! Yeah. Now, so he finishes one more sentence or so. What? Now they claim no right for anyone to sue Pfizer for ripping off the American taxpayers. Corruption? Question mark. The main thing is the deaths, sudden. What, what you're describing? Oh, maybe that's his sad sudden death, adult death syndrome. All these cardiac arrests. My friend Chris didn't want to get the shot but he was taking care of his, his 50 years old down to his high school weight was caring for his parents in nursing facility. Well, they're in a senior campus where they had their own unit. You know, they didn't want to go into the group living, you know, they want to keep their privacy. So they had like a cab in there. Right. So he went up there. He said, Billy, I'm going to get the vaccine. This is early on, of course, you know, in the 2020. And he was a natural guy like me and a You know, naturopathics believe in herbology, et cetera. I said, Chris, really? I said, you know, vitamin D3, you know, zinc, you know, quercetin, whatever. I had read on MedCram, uh, a Dr. Sahalt, uh, if you were to check out MedCram uh, COVID and vitamins, Dr. Sahalt works in a hospital and MedCram's a teaching study course for medical students. Right. So he cites... And I would have recommended to Chris was, um, with but the doctor cited, mm-hmm. uh, which is a quercetin of It's a Dr. Zelenko protocol sort of, adnac and a cell cysteine and you got it right. But Chris was like, my parents aren't going to take that, Billy. And if they died, I'd feel horrible. Uh, Mike, he died of a massive coronary after shortly after his second shot. In mm-hmm. a 7-Eleven parking lot. He got out of the car because asked his mom what happened. He had a massive coronary. Doc said he was dead before he hit the ground. How'd they know that? He never put his hands out. Right. Right. He had no comorbidities. Now, one more. My stepsister's daughter is 38, Was um, had asthma her whole life, but won little BMX bike championships. You know what I mean? It wasn't severe asthma. She was a competitive athlete, great shape. Was a gourmet chef's assistant, um, so she had to get vaccinated working in the food industry in the restaurant. She was up in Oregon, I think. And uh, Ricky, my brother, sends me an email. He said Krista died; she died in her sleep. Now, of course, neither Chris's parents nor Krista did autopsies because you know that the, they didn't connect any dots because the vaccine, of course, was safe and effective. You know, right. that's propaganda. You know what I mean?
0: Of course, of course. But,
1: and then I was on Facebook groups for a while till citing covert truths. I got banned from there. And um, I was in a COVID group, and one lady was like, Oh, my daughter is insisting. She's going to college. She wants to get back into school, play volleyball. She got the vaccine. She got shingles. I mm-hmm. said, Oh, shit. I said, Do you do you think you can stop her from getting another vaccine? She goes, I'm totally against it, but the doctors are, of course, the doctors recommend no matter what you get another vaccine and the colleges required it. That's the last time I heard from that woman, Mike. And I hate to think what may have happened, Mm -hmm. but uh, you know what I mean? And then there was another lady, Loretta, she had had a couple folks die. And I mean, I'm one person, you know, hearing this stuff, Happening. I'm talking death. I'm not even talking, you know, the, the, the Guillaume barre syndromes or anything right. like that. Right. And so, I mean, I
0: miss Chris. He, I knew him for decades. Yeah. He used to stop by and see me. We're seeing more and more of this. I'm seeing stories. I saw a story, too, of a 14-year-old boy who just died in class, just died in class, dropped dead in wow. class, 14, 14 years old. So we're seeing more and more stories. Every day I see a story of someone under 60 just dropping dead maybe sometimes under 40 often now but you see they know they can easily they can easily refute this by saying people die what are you going to do right that's what they basically say they say people who shouldn't die die all the time people have sudden heart attacks and strokes at all ages all, right. all the time and this happens so oh well that's they they knew they could do that right they that that would be their defense when this started to happen yeah. that shit happens and don't be a conspiracy theorist they can just say that uh, until they're blue in the face. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah, there's no, not... account- no accountability because no no doctor, no doctor doing an autopsy will, will do that. Right. Say it's COVID vaccine related. Right. They won't do it. They'll be afraid to lose their jobs. Right. They'll be afraid of being ostracized. They know that. They've scared yeah. doctors enough. They've done that on purpose. They've scared doctors enough yep. to basically just fall in line and say it was, well, it was uh, a natural cause, you know, yep. that's it. You know, so that's the problem. I mean, they can, this. you know, people can drop dead left and right and they'll just keep saying the same thing. And
1: as you know, you know, that's predicted to happen by a lot of good doctors like Ryan Cole, who's been talking against this from early on. And the vaccine-induced AIDS, you know, the weakening of the immune system, the actual ongoing Production of spike protein all over the body when it wasn't supposed to leave the shoulder, and it was only supposed to last what was it a week? Maybe. Right. Right. And the right. potential reverse transcriptase in the liver, based on the petri dish liver cells, you know, where they did it an experiment, where there was a study. I don't know if you've heard about this one with the human liver cells and the petri dish in the spike um, vaccine protein and. There was actually reverse transcriptase, meaning the DNA was altered to become permanently a, a, a producer of spiked protein. Now, mm-hmm. whether that actually happened in the body, there was supposed to be more studies, but I haven't seen any follow-up. Right, right. No,
0: I mean, basically, what's really frightening about this is that everything many people said, including myself and others, said from day one have come true. I know. And they're to come true with the – first, it was the effectiveness, and now it's the safety, right? Right. That these were not going to be effective. They were not going to stop the vaccine, the, the mm-hmm. spread. They were not going to get us back to normal. They were not, not going to you know, eradicate COVID, um, and, and also that they would end up hurting people in the short yeah. term and long term. And that's exactly what's happened. I mean, everything is exactly what we said was going to happen, has happened, as the yeah. evidence and facts and science has bared this out. Mm-hmm and uh and now we're getting what we also expected which is a cover up yes by most by most of the media by the by the democrat controlled media we know that by the big pharma controlled media right. and uh and that's which is 99% of the media except for maybe a bit fox news although they they fox still hasn't gone all the way and said these aren't safe they're not really talking right. about a lot of these covid deaths and vaccine deaths and such but uh, the independent me myself and others will yes. but that's it that's it. Everyone else, will, everyone else will pretend they've been totally safe. They were totally safe. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Did Tucker Carlson, I don't remember, did he touch on... He does. Thing to He's one of the few. He does. Yeah. And he has from day one. But yeah, he's one of the few who will talk about these stories. Who so will do a segment yeah. of stuff. Yeah, but you on know, CNN, you'll never I see know. it on NBC or any of the major, you know, ABC, CBS, NBC network newscasts or morning shows. Yeah. You'll never see it. It's, it's like it doesn't exist, man. Bill, it's like it doesn't exist.
1: Sponsored by Pfizer.
0: Absolutely, Sponsored. of course, of course. The money they have. The, look at this. We know the politicians take money, right? We know that mm-hmm. you can tell from their mm-hmm. from their uh, forms, from, from their uh, uh, you know releases when they do the the campaign stuff, the campaign finances. But mm-hmm. we also see it because the the, the the big pharma they advertise on all these stations. Come on, yes. <laughs> big pharma is constantly advertising, especially at mm-hmm. night on all of these stations, including Fox. Yes. So big farm will simply say, "You fuck with us, and we'll pull our ads.
1: We'll I know, pull that's millions
0: what they... of dollars in revenue off your station if you fuck with us and tell the truth about this." So they don't.
1: Well, doesn't Tucker? Didn't he lose a lot of uh, uh, advertisers? So he's now kind of free to say what he is. He's like Tucker a little...
0: is in a different is in a yeah. world of his own. Is a bubble of his own. He does his yeah. ratings are so good for Fox. Yeah, he has the best ratings. He's the best rating on that station. The best rating of any show in, in on television. Right. That he can do what he wants. He's got that power because he gets such incredible ratings and brings right. the station's mm. ratings up. You know, so that is he has the power to do that. But very few have his mm. power. Right. You know? can, that's, can why, that's why you? I watch and I, I encourage people to watch. Keep his ratings up, and he'll be able to continue to talk the truth, speak the truth more, like do interviews with you know, Yay West, right. Mm. Yeah, can do me
1: uh, please you please you mentioned this article would you can you put a link in the chat so i can uh, grab it and uh read it uh, or, or what was the name of the article an 80 percent increase in deaths and in oh
0: if you go um are you on twitter bill
1: n- n- no but i i could probably find it through yandex
0: i think well because joseph um i'm not sure how to send this on here joseph ladapo the uh the Surgeon General of uh, of Florida put it up oh, on Florida, yeah, yeah put it up on his Twitter feed. Oh, he, okay. He, and he and, and he links to the he links to his his um, press release, which also links to the study. So, okay. I'll... Yeah, you can find everything just if you, really or well, let's see, just go on. Uh, let's see the website. Hold on, let me give you the website because yeah. he put it on his website. It's it's a state Surgeon General website. Yeah. Oh, okay. Of Florida, yeah the, cool. yeah, the Surgeon General of Florida website. So you can He's a good guy. He's telling the truth. He's, he's fantastic. And of course, once again, here's, here's more of the double standard. If he were, he's a black, young black guy, right? If he yes. were a Democrat, they'd all be promoting him as the next right. great thing, right? But he's, he's yeah. in Florida. He works for DeSantis. He's a Republican. So they don't even talk about him. Right. They don't even. I know. It's like, it's like he doesn't exist. It's like one of, the, one of the smartest black men in the nation. And yeah. it's like he doesn't exist. I mean, they're such hypocrites, aren't they?
1: It's crazy. Let me let me ask you another question. Um, how is Trump gonna dig himself out of this hole if he doesn't at some point? You think, say, like Bolsonaro said, I was misled. What can he do? You think he'll do it, or is he gonna stay with his narrative because
0: it's oh, his actually, baby? Did Bolsonaro yeah. actually say he was misled?
1: Well, I'm paraphrasing, but the understanding is he did indicate he thought he was misled. That's my recollection by the scientists.
0: That's a great the excuse. Well, I don't know why. I don't know why more politicians don't use that excuse.
1: Well, it's true, and in fact, it was um, who I had. Uh, Alex Jones said this, and he was calling on Trump to say the same.
0: Look, all we have, all they have to do, it's so simple, but they're so they're so caught up in their narrative. All yeah. they really need to do is throw Fauci under the bus.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. And I'd love to see him thrown under the bus. You know, I, 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 that's all they need to do, really. I mean, throw Fauci. Maybe you have to throw Burks in there and Redfield under the bus. Yeah. And that's it. Right. But they won't even do that because they he's such they have to promote him as such the hero. Fauci is the hero. He's the anti-Trump. He's the hero of science. And they cannot get past that. They're so they're so naive. They're so ignorant, basically. And they're so stuck in their narrative that they can't see how easy it would be for them to get out of this by simply Throwing Fauci under the bus.
1: Oh, the Dems. Yeah. But here's here's the issue for me, um, trying to look at all sides. Mm -hmm. When Trump went on Candace Owens, after she interviewed Dr. Malone and kind of tried to put her in her place, not, you know, refute her, you know, vaccine doesn't harm people. This is the greatest thing. He stuck with his narrative. And she was like, but isn't there more information now? And he dug in. And I was like, what is he waiting for? You know, I don't understand. Maybe he's not going to pivot. You know, maybe he's just, but at least we have DeSantis. And so people like me have an option. You know, I can't vote for someone. You know, I'm, you know, meathead ex-construction worker. And if I could read the science or, you know, the articles and listen to the doctors that you and I, you know, believe in, so can Trump. And I, I don't know why. I mean, I don't have answers to that. I only could uh, observe it and go. Well, then the
0: option is DeSantis. I mean, what other yeah. option is there? You know, there is no other. I I, I see no other option at this point. Yeah, yeah, you know, I see no other. That's why I hope he runs because if he doesn't, I don't know what. Else, I know. You know, well, I would, well, I would absolutely, and I'll say this again, I would absolutely vote for Trump against Biden or any other Democrat. I would, yeah. I would but I would much rather. I, I would, I, I'd be much prouder to vote for DeSantis. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and I'd feel the country is in much better hands if he would become president. You know, um, yeah. So we'll see what happens, but yeah. I hope he does. I mean, I, I mean, he keeps on getting these these gold stars. He keeps on winning mm-hmm. everything, every issue. So I can't see right. he wouldn't run. I mean, strike while the iron's hot, right? Yeah, that's what I say. Why wait another six years? You don't know if the iron's going to be hot anymore.
1: But oh. here's the thing. I think. That he'd either have to run as VP or Trump would have to endorse him as president. Because there's no way he's going to get in there if Trump runs. DeSantis,
0: I don't believe, would beat him. I think he primary. will. I, you know what? I, I I bet you on that. I think he would. Really? Yeah. I hope so. I think once you get into the process of a of a of a primary and running mm-hmm. in all these different states and all these in you know twenty debates, I think DeSantis mm-hmm. would wipe the floor with Trump. I really do. But um, I I also believe. That if Trump runs mm-hmm. and someone like DeSantis decides not going to run because he's afraid of Trump, I'd lose my faith in Ron DeSantis. I mean, yeah, exactly. he's afraid to run against Donald Trump in, in, a, in a campaign, yeah. how is he going to run the country? How is he going to stand up to China or Russia or anyone right. else? So I would hope that if Trump decides to run, DeSantis doesn't wimp out. I would like mm-hmm. to see some strength from him and, and, and run against Trump. I would. I, yeah. me, we're singing to the choir. I, think, other, I right? think someone had said that Trump had said. I never. I don't. I remember. I don't. I haven't heard him say this, but someone said that he supposedly has said that if he runs, he believes DeSantis is a, is his most formidable challenger.
1: Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. And he made a comment about DeSantis.
1: He tried to call him out and get uh, DeSantis to state his vaccine status, and DeSantis said, "No, that's a personal thing," and then. Best of my recollection, didn't Trump kind of insult him with a trope like you're, he's a wimp or something? Because I can't remember the exact phraseology. Um, I have to look back on that. We hear so much. We're so overwhelmed with so much information now. That, but, you know,
0: DeSantis, this one issue where DeSantis can really get Trump on if he runs in a primary and okay. most Republicans would take DeSantis' side on this, which is mm-hmm. how wrong Trump was about the vaccine. Right, right agree the this information comes out showing how it 's not if we know it 's not effective, so Trump was wrong there, and how it 's not safe and it's hurting and yeah. killing people. that can be a real dagger when it comes to that issue with the Republican True. Party and Republicans. they will resonate with that because they don't like yes. the vaccine you know at all most many of them don 't like it at all, right. you know so that could be a real issue where he could get Trump, and that's on his pushing the vaccine and this operation warp speed mm. you know and uh I mean, I think that's a winning issue for DeSantis, especially as more information comes out now showing how, how poisonous this is. I,
1: I, I, I keep my fingers crossed. I lost a couple of people that I, I had no major comorbidities and they were healthy and they were active. And it just, I don't see that. I mean, obviously it's anecdotal. I, I don't have autopsy results, but, um, I don't know. I, I. I don't think there's any question, obviously this study shows it attacks the heart. we've seen vaccine uh journal study where uh, said I think you quoted it's built it's baked into the attorney general's uh, the evidence that uh yeah the moderna is five times more deadly uh than uh covid uh, regarding the heart issues, whatever heart issues can come from covid the moderna is five times for men under forty recommend not get that's vaccine journal and that's the brighton coalition uh which is backed by the world health organization so the who is not gonna be able to get out of that I agree.
0: that's true 100 percent. i agree with you absolutely you know okay. yeah they can't they can't you know so mm-hmm. you know we'll see where where that goes william thanks for the call let me get to daniel oh, okay mike call? yeah very thanks good thank you. you i appreciate it thanks me too bye okay all right so let's uh go to next caller here which is uh
2: Daniel, what's going on? Hey, Mike, just got done with one of my uh, evening San Francisco walks, um, and um, and I'm thinking two things. First of all, um, DeSantis and Lapato 2024. Um, the reason that I ra- really want to see uh, Lapato, which, as you just mentioned, is uh, the Surgeon General of Florida um, in office as Vice President, is. With him in there, I don't think we're going to forget these last two and three-quarters years of hell. Um, and I think he's going to, along with people like Paul, is are going to uh, hold people responsible for what they did to our country, to our society, to our communities, um, what they did to individuals. Um, you know, listen to Bill talk. He's right. It is just anecdotal. But... I have heard so many anecdotes that are so similar to what Bill has been talking about. Um, it's it's just it's just so commonplace, and he, even though it's anecdotal, he, the the common the commonness of, of this, the the freak, frequency with which I hear these uh, adverse effects from these mRNA vaccines is just it's just staggering, and it's just something you can't look away from. Um, but one of the things that the, the other thing I want to talk about is something that's been, just been so frustrating for me as a scientist from the very beginning of, of this. Before before any mandate of any type was issued, we already knew by that time that nobody dies from this unless they have some serious comorbidities. And those comor- comorbidities were always tied almost exclusively to obesity. they were comorbidities of hypertension, comorbidities of diabetes, and all the sequelae from diabetes, which is small vessel disease, heart, heart disease. It, it's, it was just so damn clear that those people who were dying from this were people that could not be bothered to take care of their health. So the fundamental thing we knew very early on they should have dictated, dictated all po- all policy because from from a moral perspective is mm-hmm. that no healthy person should be asked to sacrifice anything for the to, to, for the sake of protecting people who could not be bothered to take care of their own health that is fundamentally immoral now we've got we've got people talking about. Uh, spike average people talking about spike proteins and and uh, various variants and reverse transcriptases and they're going off into everyone's going off into these weeds and 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 that's where that's where the media wants you they want you discussing stuff out in the weeds when from the very very beginning from simple fundamentals this was morally reprehensible from the start we knew that the only people that died from this stuff were people that couldn't be bothered to take care of their health, to ask others to sacrifice their jobs, their livelihoods, their educations, to take chances with a shitty vaccine that had only had three months of phase three testing and it was issued as emergency use only, to ask any healthy person to take a chance with any aspect of their life and to take a chance with their job because people, that could not be bothered to take care of their own health was grotesquely, fundamentally immoral. And it should have been, this, this shit should have stopped there. We didn't have to get off into the weeds of talking about all the minutiae of, 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 of this virus and how yes. it's transmitted, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It was wrong from the very beginning. And there's people like, um, the, the F, the ethnicist who got fired, um, uh, P- uh, Ponisi, I think is yeah how you pr- pronounce your name yeah um, along with uh, uh, Aaron Cariarty, who was also an ethnicist and got fired for standing up she She had stated this this same sort of um, uh, um, fundamental uh, uh, question and this and fundamental moral response very clearly early on, and she was just saying we what, from what we know about this disease, it is fundamentally immoral to ask healthy people to do anything. Right. I want,
0: I want you to listen to this. This is Ye West on, there's a slight little clip on with uh, Tucker Carlson.
3: Nah, let's let's just, or if someone thinks it's attractive, to each his own. It's actually clinically unhealthy. And for people to, to promote that, um, it's, uh, it's demonic. You know, what I ask you, I've noticed this also. Yeah. Why do you think they would want to promote unhealthiness among the population? It's a genocide of the black race. They want to kill us in any way they can. Planned Parenthood was made by Margaret Sanger, a known eugenics, with the KKK. And I believe that if we saw ourselves as more, if we saw ourselves as a people and not a race, and we would treat our people better. Like if you go to a Jewish person and you say a race, it's, it almost gets confusing. It'll cut you off quickly and say, we're not a race. We're a people. Well, our people are supposed to just say, say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. Okay, well, what about, do you own the land that you're living in? Do you own, is the contracts even in a language that's even possibly understandable right you know for your heritage you know and in America we as blacks will like down each other on how good we speak but we're speaking English there's nothing whiter than English we're not in our native tongue actually so we judge each other on white uh, goal lines not based on exactly what our culture is based on
0: and what else other thing he added to that was that um america glorifies obesity he said it's actually clinically unhealthy and for people to promote that it's demonic so he was talking about how we we not only talk about how bad obesity is here and how much damage it causes but we glorify it we actually glorify it and he (laughs) talked about how You know, there's there's definitely obesity among Caucasians, but there's also obesity, obviously, among African Americans. Although I can't believe it would be as prevalent as it is among (laughs) Caucasians, but uh, especially in the South. But that this is what the government wants. They want people to be unhealthy. They want people to be unhealthy. They want them to be uh, constantly sick, which of course constantly gives more money to the to to the. the healthcare industry here, obviously. Um, so uh, constantly needing health care. All these issues that arise from obesity, that if we didn't have obesity, these issues wouldn't arise. They wouldn't become medical conditions. And the medical industry wouldn't make all this money off these fat people. OK, that that is a huge issue here. And that goes to what you were talking about, that we have never, ever, ever in this country had any kind of a full court press PR campaign against obesity the way they had for masks and the
2: vaccines. We missed the biggest freaking opportunity of the last 50 years to correct this obesity pandemic that is killing people. If you remember that I listed four basic principles early on in early 2020 and said to everybody, everything else is going to be noise. Those four basic principles were masks do not work, lockdowns only deepen and promote it, Deepen and, and prolonged suffering. Vaccines are for endemic disease and not pandemic disease. And this pandemic is primarily a complication of the obesity pandemic. And we missed a huge freaking opportunity as you and I discussed very early on. I don't think we missed I think it was on purpose, don't you? Whether it's on purpose or not, <laughs> let's just, <laughs> yeah. everyone should be able to agree that we missed a huge opportunity. All our government had to do was to tell the truth and say, you know, look look at the data, look around. It's very plain that those countries that have very low obesity, I mean, look at Bangladesh, for example, and Japan that have obesity rates of near like 4%. The the per capita COVID deaths that those two countries saw, if we saw that, those per capita deaths in an influenza season, it would be the lightest influenza season we had seen in a hundred years. That's how that's how small the COVID pandemic, the, how, how little the po- COVID pandemic impacted those countries. But nevertheless, even in Japan, they were able to promote hysteria around this this stuff. Even even in Japan, where the per capita COVID death was minuscule, that our media was able to promote hysteria there. It, they missed a huge freaking opportunity. A, all all our government had to do, all our all our senators, our congressmen, our especially our president and right. governors had to do was come out and tell the truth and say, "Look, everybody, get healthy reduce your b m reduce your b m i get it down to normal weight so that you can get off those hypertensive medications so your diet your type two diabetes will maybe be able to get off the the insulin, right. and ins, insulin protagonist well, yeah." and and and, just... and you can reverse some of the metabolic diseases et sort of, that you that you built up over over the years that they had huge freaking opportunities. We saw when i was in when I was in medical school, I remember it being mentioned that there there was a big exercise craze in the late seventies through early eighties and it was i I remember in one of the epidemiologies of cardiac disease classes that was mentioned that how how rapidly you can turn around. The prevalence of cardiac disease and they used this fad it, it, or they mentioned the fact i should say that this fad had dramatically decreased cardiac deaths in this country right. and the fad only it lasted for 10 years yeah. it, but it dramatically increased cardiac deaths and then people started getting obese and boom it shot back up again but it's just it just shows that how how simple how simple it is it just shows once again we missed this huge giant opportunity to do something really simple and something so freaking effective and that is just to tell everybody reduce your bmi that is and if they're if they're fearful of covid that would have been the greatest motivation and incentive for them to have done that and we would have reaped such huge rewards we're spending 24% of our gdp on healthcare in this country right now in the 80s it was about 6% we've this is a national security threat spending this much of our money on healthcare is a national security threat and that's no hyperbole this is a national security threat we have weakened our country dramatically when we weaken our country economically when we when we we have these huge supply chain issues these supply chain issues are going to st- are impacting life I- I- in ways that we simply could not have imagined and it could potentially get worse it could potentially get worse as is because we're still in in my work we're still not seeing some of the electronic devices that we need to control hardware back on the market yet. These right. are the very similar devices that are used to control hardware in the medical environment, controlling CTs, and R scanners, and ultrasound to control uh, uh, radiation therapy machines. When these things start breaking down, it's going to cause huge repercussions. Once again, we missed a huge freaking opportunity to turn the obesity pandemic around and reduce our GDP percent GDP spending on healthcare. But we didn't do it. And the big question is why? Is it so pervasive is there so much of our country, the so many, to, to so much of the do so many of the wealthy in our country benefit so heavily? off this expenditure on healthcare right now, that it's just impossible to convince them to do anything about obesity at this point? Is that what's really going on here? Are people that greedy that they can look around at their neighbors and people in their family that are killing themselves, literally killing themselves, with, by virtue of their percent body fat, that's fucking up their metabolism, fucking up all aspects of, of metabolic functions, for what? Why are people doing this to themselves? We had a huge opportunity to speak to Right,
0: just the way they scared people. They had no problem scaring people by telling them to get 25 vaccines, 25 boosters, to wear masks for three years, people don't, don't come out of the house, close your business. The way They, they, they would have been better off if they were going to scare people. I don't think you should ever scare people. But they would have been better off spending their time and effort scaring them into getting fucking in shape and losing weight.
2: Exactly. That should have been the only, the only message. And and when these vaccines came out, they should have said, you know, folks, it's it's um we really need to test these things. Um, it's, you know, it takes usually up to four years to test vaccines and that's what we're going to have to simply do, you know, don't get antsy, um, in the meantime, you know, um, get your, get your, um, get your own health in order and everything's going to be fine. And, 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 that would have been the God's honest truth. That would have been exactly what the science has told us every step of the way, but they didn't. Instead, They forced you to get vaccines that no healthy person should take. Not only because no no, no child
0: should take. No children not
2: only because of the risk of myocarditis and pericarditis and clots, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Not only because of that, because it simply freaking didn't change a thing for healthy people. No. Not not a single thing. No healthy person has ever died from COVID. Not one. You're right.
0: Absolutely. We knew
2: we knew early on that 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 early on we knew that ninety five percent this this came out early on about, about April 95 percent of people that died from this thing had two and a half on average chronic diseases serious chronic diseases later we learned that um, two thirds sixty six percent of people who died from this thing had five very serious chronic diseases. Right. We, um, we all, between that, the 95 and the two-thirds number, we also learned that 99% had, on average, one chronic disease. So how many people, that's on average, one. So you can have, you know, on average, you can have halves and, and quarters, et cetera. So how many people do you think had, well, let's say 0.1 chronic diseases on, on average? We're talking about you know point zero 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 one percent. Yeah, yeah. It's effectively no healthy person has yeah. ever died from. And this I've disease. said
0: this before. I have a do- I have a friend who works at a, a hospital. He's a doctor. He works on weekends. He runs the entire hospital on weekends right here in City Center, San Francisco, which was labeled a COVID hospital, which they send COVID patients. Um, and I asked him, and I asked him, this is a, this is maybe six months ago, and I said. How many people, let's say 30, 35, 40 years old, perfectly healthy, no pre-existing conditions, came in and died of COVID, and the number was – what was the number, Daniel? What do you think the number was?
2: Zero. Zero. And, it's, and it's exactly what my ex-wife, who's a practicing physician, tells me. Um, it's exactly what every one of my former classmates that I have contacted from medical school, um, from UCSD School of Medicine, uh, has told me, that they haven't seen a single healthy person die from COVID. I mean, I've talked to probably over the last two, two, three years. I probably talked to fifty physicians and asked them that very same question every single time. The answer is nope, never seen a healthy person die, not from COVID.
0: Nope, not at all. Daniel, thanks, thanks for the call. As always, I appreciate it. Thank you. And and Daniel and I and uh, and a friend of ours, I wanted to make sure I I mentioned this, and I'll also mention it next week. Um, we are going to be heading to uh, Palo Alto, to Stanford, um, the University of, uh, of, uh, of uh, I believe it was Jay Bhattacharya, right, and the, the University of um, Scott Atlas, and there's going to be a talk with Scott Atlas and others, um, and that's going to be Friday. That's uh, a week from today, so it'll be next Friday, next Friday. Um Ten, what is that? 10, 11, 12, the 14th, right? The 14th, I believe, yes. And uh, it's easy to register. And I will, over the weekend, I'll I'll get the link. I'll put the link up here and I'll mention it um, as we're in my shows next week. Anyone who's in the area at all, if you're close by, it's free, you should come by. It'll be a uh, a talk with uh, Dr. Scott Atlas. He was a doctor who um, Trump brought in too late Brought in basically August, September of 2020. And he tried to talk sense. And there was no talking sense into Fauci, Burks, or Redfield. They had their narrative. You know, Fauci's uh, voice dominated and uh, Atlas couldn't get anywhere. And, you know, and and Trump was wrong. This is something else Desantis can get Trump on. He was wrong. He should have not brought Fauci in and he should have fired him. He should have at least fired him. You know, it, he should have fired him by April or May of 2020. Anyway, so but Scott Atlas will be there. And I'm sure you've seen Scott Atlas speak many times on, on Fox News, uh, originally from uh, Chicago. Um, and just a, a very smart guy who was right from day one, like other doctors like Marty McCarry from Johns Hopkins and Jay Bhattacharya also were right. And, and of course, and of course, Peter McCullough, who was uh, banned from Twitter. For being right and spreading the truth. So that'll be next Friday down in uh, in Palo Alto. Like I said, anyone who's even close to the area, should try to make it, because I think it's going to be really, really interesting. And you can also meet me. You can meet Scott Atlas, and you can meet me. Um, yeah. So anyway, I think, I really think from now on, you know, Daniel has talked a lot about obesity on this show over the last year, and I've talked about obesity, and we've talked about Who really got COVID? Who didn't? Who died of COVID or with COVID? All that nonsense, all the fake numbers they put out on CNN and MSNBC all the time, and the absolute fake number of over a million people dying from COVID. We've talked about all that. I think at this point, moving forward, we really need to get the word out that these vaccines are not safe, and there's no reason to get these boosters. I think that's I think what needs to be pushed from this point on, right? I think that's the most important thing, right? We need to, like, save lives, keep people healthy. I think we all need to do our part in spreading the truth about how unsafe these vaccines are and how long we've waited and all the data we've collected before we could actually make this solid 100% lead pipe since judgment that these MNRA vaccines are not safe. Neither safe nor effective. I think that is where we need to be moving forward okay instead of talking about the past we need to talk about where we go from here i think that's 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 really uh, an important place to go from here okay all right so next week I'll, I'll do a couple of film reviews here in a minute but i think on next week i really want to talk more about crime we don't I, I talk about i do talk about crime but we don't talk about it enough and how important this election is coming up when it comes to crime and stopping crime because that's the real pandemic crime is actually a real pandemic young people do die of crime we have people dying we have teenagers dying in cities like chicago every weekend healthy teenagers all right no comorbidities who die because of crime okay and this is the this is the along with you know fentanyl which is also part of crime all the fentanyl is coming in across the border and killing young people this is the real pandemic this is this is a disease that's really killing young people and healthy people Okay. COVID didn't, but crime is. And so we'll talk more about that next week. But right now I do want to end on, on a little bit of a light note. We'll take a little bit of a breath. And uh, I'm sure many of you have no plans as well. Maybe you do. I shouldn't assume you have no life like me. But uh, um, if you don't have any plans and you want to go see a couple of movies, there are a couple of movies I believe that opened up today that I saw that are really worth seeing. In fact, they're this is like kind of the beginning of the Oscar season now, October. And these are two of the best films of the year. The first one is called Triangle of Sadness, which is a, a directed by a Swedish director, Ruben Ausland, who um, directed The Square and and Force Majeure, which are also two great films. And this is the second film of his, including The Square, which, in fact, back-to-back films of his won the Palme d'Or at the Cannes Film Festival. Uh, Triangle of Sadness. And it basically, it's about a bunch of rich people who are on a uh, a yacht, a very like a a quarter a quarter billion dollar yacht. The captain of the yacht is played by hilariously by Woody Harrelson, and uh, there are a bunch of very rich folks who are on this cruise. And uh, the film basically uh, the the cruise doesn't. Uh, I won't say exactly what happens, but there's a there's a bit of a shipwreck, and they end up stranded. Some of them who survive end up stranded on island together. Um, but. The film's really about how the class system works. And not just the class system, but the environment around the class system. The way our 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 roles in life, our class system can change, depending on our environment and how how thin that line is between, let's say, being one of those wealthy people who have all the control and all the power, and one of the, let's say, the people working and scrubbing the floors on that on that yacht, and who are being told what to do by these rich people who are often very clueless um you know the 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 people on this ship they have wealth but their wealth comes from things like selling fertilizer as one guy says i sell shit that's basically what he says i sell shit and fertilizer another one another guy became very wealthy selling weapons of mass destruction such as <laughs> such as bombs and hand grenades um and I think in the hands of a lesser director, it would basically just be a film that is making fun of wealthy people, which is easy to do, right? It's really easy to make fun of these elite, wealthy, snobbish people who think they're right about everything and know everything. But the film doesn't take that easy way out. Let's put it that way. And there are a lot of surprises along the way, and how it really shows how that 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 saying there, but for the grace of God go I, how there is very very thin line and how circumstances can change so quickly that could make us flip from maybe being one of those wealthy people on the ship giving all the orders to the people who are taking the orders and don't have the power this is the power in society that the that the wealthy and the and the privilege have but it's also incredibly funny it's incredibly sharp black humor um incredibly biting humor great performances i totally recommend triangle of sadness Okay, that's one. Okay, the other film I'm going to recommend is uh, called Amsterdam, um, and this one stars Christian Bale, who is one of my favorite actors. For so people out there who haven't seen, wow, who haven't seen um, Vice, where he plays Dick Cheney, you absolutely have to. You must see. You must see it. The performance he gives in Vice is just stunning. To think about—that's the same guy who was in American Psycho. It's really amazing what Christian Bale does to his body physically, how he alters it. Just a brilliant actor, and uh, in this, um, it's filmed by David O. Russell, who did uh, 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 Three Kings. Um, is one of his uh, one of his more popular films, um, and he. The film takes place in the 30s. It goes back and forth between 1918, 1919, and the 30s. And Christian Bale, it's really about three friends, played by Christian Bale, uh, Margot Robbie, and John David uh, Washington, who meet in 1918. Uh, Christian Bale and uh, John David Washington are in the uh, World War I, and they end up critically injured, full of shrapnel, and Margot Robbie um, is the uh, is their nurse, who, who takes care of them and, and, and mends them. And they become great friends. And they end up going to Amsterdam to live together. And they have this wonderful, perfect life together in Amsterdam just after World War One. In that period, in that very short period, we have to remember that very short period between World War I, which is supposed to be the war to end all wars, and World War II, right, which were twenty thirty, basically 22, 23, 22 years later, right, would start again. So there's that period in between just post-World War I and before, all the lead up to World War II, where the conditions were really perfect. It was peaceful. And they had this wonderful, perfect life in Amsterdam. And then they kind of go their separate ways. And then we fast forward to 1930s New York. Christian Bale is a doctor. John David Washington is his lawyer, his friend and his lawyer. Uh, they become professionals. And what Christian Bale does is he kind of mends people he mends a lot of uh veterans who were injured in World War One, like himself, Christian Bale himself is scarred. You may have seen the trailers he lost an eye he has a, you know he has a, a fake eye a glass eye um and like in most David or Russell films, if you haven't seen them the, the plot is kind of secondary to the characters and uh, some people aren't going to like this because it's a very eccentric they're very eccentric characters it's a the plot is kind of all over the place um also in the film is Robert De Niro, who plays a general, who was a big general during World War I, now retired, who has a lot of cachet. He goes around giving speeches. He's very popular. And the plot circles, centers around him and some people who are nefarious, who want him to kind of give a speech and lead the way to get FDR out of the White House and institute sort of a banana republic, kind of a fascist government. And this is, of course, pre, this is a prelude to what would happen a few years later when Hitler took power. Um, so the plot centers around that and the murder and the three friends who are trying to find out who committed the murder and what's going on with this kind of new world order plot that's going on. But once again, the plot is kind of all over the place. It's secondary though to the characters and the characters are eccentric, but also I find them to be three of the most interesting characters in the film in a long time and the dynamics of their relationship. And Christian Bale is such a great actor. His character is so eccentric and tough to, uh, I, I say a lesser actor, it would be very tough to be able to sympathize with this character. But Christian Bale is such a good actor, so fantastic, that he makes you sympathize with his character and really pulls the film together. And the three friends and the relationship and the and the performances are what carries the film. Okay, And I think it ends up being a very touching film because of the performances, because of the deep, rich characters and uh, David O. Russell's fantastic direction. So I would see Amsterdam for sure. I think Triangle of Sadness is the better film, but Amsterdam is also a really, really good movie. If you really like performances and interesting characters, um, I think this is it. And, and most importantly, David O. Russell gives Robert De Niro a meaty role. I'm tired of seeing De Niro in these stupid com- comedic roles. This is a once again a meaty role for Robert De Niro, and he's fantastic and once again proves he's a great actor. And every once in a while... I like it when Robert De Niro has roles that prove he's a great actor, and this one, this film does give him that, that chance, and he succeeds. So I would see both films. I would see Triangle of Sadness and Amsterdam if you have no plans this weekend, and you want to just relax and enjoy and get away from politics, and get away from COVID, and get away from Joe Biden and all that misery. Triangle of Sadness and Amsterdam, I recommend both of them. Okay. Oof. All right. This has been a good week. I want to thank my callers tonight, Bill and uh, Daniel. I see Brandy's also uh, listening. Um, I want you to remember that next week, as always, Monday through Friday, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. London time. This show airs and let's be heard Monday night through Friday night. I will be here. Have a good weekend. We'll start all up again on Monday. My name's Mike Cachopoli. Thanks for listening. And remember, always remember, don't forget, because it's the weekend, vote Democrats. And if you're in San Francisco, you got your ballot today. Vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend and see you Monday night.